Always getting messages from little nerds saying, oh, don't you man kiss? Mm. Well, they don't put the little cry at the end, but I assume that that's what they do because they're babies and wimps, and they're clearly not chads that get heaps and heaps of women's. Women's like Rainier Wolfcastle gets, at least. You're getting less than that, and if you are not sleeping on a pile of naked ladies at night, you're a loser. Now, nah, alright, so let's get into it. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you can't talk to your crush, there's a couple of psychological elements at play. The first one is that you, as they say in the 40-year-old version, have the pushing up on the pedestal. You have automatically giving your power away, which means that you are going to be extremely unattractive when you talk to that person anyway. Anyway. It's the same reason that when somebody walks up to a celebrity uh, and they have that kind of response of like, oh my god, it's... Who's the hottest act in the world right now? Will I am. Oh my god, it's Will I am. I'm only using him as an example because I remember that I was on like some Wolverine shoot as an extra and I didn't do this, but a lot of people would say that, I have a big mistake, I have an autograph. It was just like, oh no man, I'm just here to do a job. And he walked away. And then I just walked past him once, and I said, hey, you're wearing Beats by Dre. He's like, yay man, Beats by Dre. And I said, they're kind of shit, aren't they? He's like, yeah, 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 they kind of suck. Anyway, we ended up talking for like 10, 15 minutes. He was like, oh man, I gotta go shoot. Gee, man, that was sick. And so he goes off and does his thing. But the other people didn't get that interaction with him. And the reason they didn't get that interaction with him is because I just read that celebrities like being talked to like they're a normal person. And the reason that they like that is because, same as your crush, the crushes, same thing. You are treating them like a celebrity in your head. You are putting too much significance on the interaction. And if you talk to them like a normal person, you are a much, much, much better position to create attraction, particularly if they're an especially attractive woman, because most men that speak to them will be idolizing them. Now that brings me to the second point, which is that you are idolizing them. Do you know what that means? It means giving them godly powers in your head, saying that they have this out-of-worldly experience because they... I don't know, peroxide blonde their hair, they're just too good. They're in another realm. And for some reason, they have all the traits and characteristics that I like in a woman, despite never speaking to them once. That's what happens. It's what happens in the early stages of a relationship. It's what happens in a crush. You impart all of these qualities onto that person in your own mind. And everybody else that has a crush on them has put all these other personality traits on them. So say that it comes to a woman that is of high value, right? Everyone in the workplace is attracted to her. One guy would be saying, oh, Brandon's mysterious and she's really creative. So that's why I like her. It's because she's mysterious and creative. It's got nothing to do with the fact that she's got white hips. It's, it's purely that. And then another guy would be saying, no, no, the reason of Brandon, in, her, in his head, sorry, I don't know why he knows what the other person is thinking internally. For this experiment, say he doesn't. He says, yeah, no, what I like about her is that she's clearly, you know, one of those girl guys that likes to hang out with the guys. What's the phrase again? I'm, I'm a real blokey guy, but the message takes away because I can't inhabit this character. said, one of the boys, one of the boys. I like the fact that she's one of the boys. The reality of the situation is she's probably not creative. She's probably not one of the boys. She's probably like 
a sad majority of the rest of people in that she has no hobbies and watches Netflix all her life. But the whole idea of idolization is that you project who you want that person to be. It is what is known as a fantasy bond. Well, there's actually a lot of examples of fantasy bond, but that is one of them. You have put onto them the person that you want them to be purely because you were sexually attracted to them. Because you got a stiffy, all of a sudden, they have everything else that you could possibly ever want in a partner. That's not the reality. Sorry. But I think that as soon as you break that, your life becomes blessed. It really does. As soon as you are able to say, no, I'm projecting, you can walk through life with a much more realistic map. And I'll tell you something about life. The person that has the most realistic map is the one that wins. Now, what are we always saying on this channel? That the map is not the territory, but the map that represents the territory the most. Because when I'm saying that the map doesn't represent the territory, I'm saying that the territory is reality and the map is your interpretation of reality. But the person who sees reality for what it is more than the others, that person walks through life with ease. They're the ones that are able to look in every situation and they're able to manipulate it into, for like a bit of word, probably shouldn't be using that, but whatever, that's, that's what they are able to do, right? Because they see the world for what it is, not for what they have been told it to be. And there are a lot of psychological upbringing reasons for why you would be looking at that woman in a certain way, or maybe it's just a natural proclivity, who knows? But the point is that they're not that person. And the whole thing is that if you were in a different environment, you would be projecting that same invisible woman slash man onto the person that is the object of your desire. That's why usually a relationship starts to deteriorate after the two year mark. It's because by that point, all the hormones have evaporated and that fantasy that you had in your head, it goes away and you see the person for what they actually are and you realize, wow, we are completely different people. Now the real challenge after that is to realize that the fantasy person that you have in your head doesn't exist. So really what you are looking for is to interact with somebody that you can build a life with, I suppose. And somebody that I suppose, you know, you are improving their life and they are improving your life. That's the goal. That's a much better realistic interpretation of what you should be looking for in a partner, as opposed to what men and women do, which is fantasize about them and think that there's just gonna be that, and they lived happily ever after thing, which is all the ideas that happen in your crush. So what I would think is the best scenario that I, to go into when you go into a crush is just realize everything that I'm thinking is my internalized fantasy of what the person is. Let's see how real that is. As soon as you do that, you've kind of changed the balance. First of all, you are going to go into that interaction uh, from a lot better frame than otherwise because the frame beforehand was, I'm not worthy, but I'm gonna go up to her anyway and just be like, please me lady, no, okay, I tried my best. That's what'll normally happen. But as soon as you're just like, let's go see if this person is actually what I think that they're going to be like, well, it starts evening it out a bit. You're probably still just like, <laughs> but that's better than here, isn't it? and they'll probably give you a chance if you're about here. They're not gonna give you a chance if you're there. It's, to give you an example, say that a bag lady came up to you and was like, what the fuck? You just, no, no, that's, uh, that's okay. Uh, the fact that you have a dead pigeon lodged in your vagina, which is something that I heard a nurse once say, is kind of a bit of a turn off for me. But that's another story for another time. 
which I won't be getting into here. That'll be a friendly Geordie's little teaser. Now, that's the first piece of advice that I have for you when you go there. Just when you are looking at this person, treat them as if they are everybody else because the reality of the situation is they are like everybody else. It took me a very, very long time to do this. There's a really good book. Uh, his name escapes me. There's a trilogy, Jed McKenna. I really like listening to those books. I'm going to re-download them. But he has this phrase called, kill your fucking Buddha. Now, what he's saying in his head is that little dreamlike state that you were in, the dream of who this person is. Really, when I say that, I'm not saying go kill the person. I think you can gather that. You're probably not that stupid, but probably should just say that. But they're talking about that Buddha in your head. Stab it to death. Okay? Did that answer any questions? All right, great. Well, if you want more little psychological tips like this, you know where to go. There is two versions that you can go for. You can either go for two videos a week extra, which is the same price as a cup of coffee, and it'll get you a hell of a lot further than a cup of coffee, won't it? Two extra videos like this a week, reminding you of things, exclusive content. That second tier, by the way, the Wayne Diet tier, you sign up for that one, I only give you the best insights. It doesn't mean that they're the most wow, zany, out there ones. It's just the ones that are going to get you to where you need to go. Column A to column B. The Emperor Basil of the Byzantine Empire. That is what you are going to become. You are just going to be looking at what I want, how do I get it, let's just get there. Unglamorously, but they work. The things that I share with you work. Then the first tier, obviously, is also stuff that's also just better than this as well. <laughs> it's the same quality, but in terms of advice, I really think that you getting that extra, even just the half a cup of coffee, spending it on that, those reminders really do change your life. I get hundreds of these messages, I reckon, a month. Hundreds. Hundreds of people say, it changed my life. Yeah, that's great, kid. Anyway. Just give me some money, yeah? If I change your life, you owe me. All right, like and subscribe.